Bitches gossip. Bees buzz. The TV bees do both. That's us. I'm Tina. I'm Ryan. What are you doing? What are you watching? How you feeling? I'm buzz. Me too. Wanna talk about it? Hell yeah. Now what you need to do is pour yourself a drink. And you better put on those bitchin' slippers. Because we have a lot to say. TVBs. That's us. I'm Ryan. I'm Sheena. And this is Bees. Buzz. Where we talk about everything that's related to entertainment, but not specifically TV. Um, it's like everything but nothing. <laughs> everything but nothing. So, uh, <laughs> on that note, what's new? Oh, wow. There's a lot. There's a lot that's new. Specifically, thank you to everybody out there who signed all the petitions and donated to every single organization that is making a difference right now. Uh, not limited to, but including Black Lives Matter and the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Um, please go to the Minnesota Freedom Fund in order to find out where you can redirect payments that you want to give to them. They are honestly overwhelmed with donations at this point, and you don't have to worry about anybody getting arrested for protests in Minnesota at this point because uh, we've all donated enough bail money for everybody tenfold. Um, also, also, there is one thing I want to mention if you are from the Bay Area and you're listening to our podcast. Um, someone shared with me the other day, dothebay.com. So if you're interested in finding a peaceful protest in the area, every day they post something that's going on, whether it's Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose, San Rafael. Looks like there's one coming up in Petaluma. So um, regardless of where you are throughout the Bay Area, whether it's North or South Bay, check out dothebay.com if you've already signed petitions, if you've already donated to charities, if you want to get out there and um, be a part of real time, be a part of a peaceful protest, dothebay.com is just one that I know of. I, I live in a city that... 30 years ago, you would have expected nothing but violence and riots. Richmond, California was definitely a hub for gang and looting activity and all of the protests as of the time that we are recording this episode have been nothing less than peaceful. Yes. And on next door, it's refreshing to see the chief of the police squad interacting with us and ensuring that color is not seen, all actions taken upon uh, the Richmond Police Department, the RPD, are lawful and executed as needed, which, since the protests have started, have been none. You know what's really cool to see, too? Um, over the weekend, there was a peaceful protest over the Golden Gate, which was like a huge historic moment. Um, there was an engagement, there was just like several, besides it just being like, I think one of the first peaceful protests over the Golden Gate, um, we had a lot of friends from the city that joined that one. And I think what's super cool, not only about like the SF peaceful protests, but the Pinole one and several others, they're led by a whole different generation, like Mm -hmm. high school students or post high school students. So, it's literally the generation that were raised on the hyphy movement that are protesting the most peaceful. Yeah, and I really am, like, so astounded and, like, also, like, a big round of applause. Like, that's amazing. You are young. You are this new class of positivity and change, and good for you. And Think about this. The artists, we know several artists that are mainstream that we went to high school with and are friends with. However, the thing that's beautiful is the people that are protesting right now, Mm -hmm. the young generation grew up listening to a lot of our friends. Yeah. And a lot of our friends, uh, Love Rance, Jay Ant, um... G-Eazy, they are all doing things on social media. And they're out there. To invigorate this 
movement. We shouldn't have to go through another race war, but unfortunately we are. Four years ago, uh, the red got to the country, and uh, it has inhibited a behavior of hate that I don't want to see. And I can't speak for Gina, but I say myself as a white person, I'm disgusted. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I, we shouldn't have gotten here. So. And now that we're here, it's like, we can use our platform, but like Ryan said, like, people that have this platform with many more followers, many, many much more, like, influence in society, like a GEZ, like a Love Rants, like E40, like Mr. Fab, all of these local artists that we have, like, it's so amazing to see them using their platform. And I'm not just talking about our local, like, friend artists. I'm talking about, like, bigger artists that are not of color that are using their platform, Look at the YouTube uh, class of 2020 when Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce, uh, amongst others, gave beautiful speeches. They have a great um, new remix out to uh, to Savage, Savage, by the way. um, It's TikTok when I dance. Um, I am actually very proud of everybody that I've seen posting who is not of color Mm -hmm. um, in support of this movement because it really... At this time, you really get to know not only who your friends are, but who's down with and what you're, you're down with. And if you're not down with it, then you can unfollow us right now. Yeah. Because we don't want you to follow our brand, our sponsors, our platform. Like, we are here for the cause, and if you're not with it, then you can see yourself to the door. On a complete side note, um... Gina and I, our families have been here for just a little over a hundred years. Both of us come from backgrounds that were... Okay, so personally, my great-grandmother is Polynesian and Native Hawaiian. Just 102 years ago, they immigrated to Oakland, California, and all of our foreignness was lost because they strive to be American. What that means to me 100 years ago is, okay, you have to be like us to vibe with us. Right now, you know what? If you want to vibe with us, be with us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's saddening... It's maddening, actually, to see. It's sickening. It's sickening. To, to see those every, that are not against... Every single thing that Gina that and I grew up with. We grew up just in elementary school, and we went to different elementary schools with every single race in our class, if not school. Every single religion just there with us. It's hard for me to grasp racism when I grew up in such a diverse community. However, California is one of the more bluer states. California definitely is more integrative than any of the red states that are out there, and uh, I'm sorry for going on this tangent. I really cannot speak on Black Lives Matter because, as I mentioned in our last Bees Buzz episode, there are several times that I probably should have been incarcerated for things I've done in an airport or things I've carried in an airport. With that said... Everybody out there, please unsubscribe immediately if you do not think that all lives are inclusive of the same rights of the people who stole this land. And thanks for supporting the causes that we care mostly about and signing and speaking out and posting. And I mean, it's just being 
literally out there in the world. So once again, do the bay.com and just click the link in our bio to find out other ways that you can support. And be peaceful. Also look up our, just look up on Google ways that cops uh, infiltrate themselves into protesters and know the signs, look at what color bands that they're wearing, look out for people that are wearing combat boots, look out for people that are white people that are in sight. uh, They're encouraging rioting. They could be a cop because they want a little bit of uh, forceful uh, recognition brought into the light. However, you know what? The only thing that we need to be forceful about is our intention. And the intention is that everybody of any color, any orientation, sexually, any gender is included in every single narrative. Amen. Uh, hashtag vote blue. Hashtag support immigrants. Speaking of immigrants, I can't think of a better way than to uh, bring up our season one episode uh, featuring Queer Eye. One of my favorite... It's back, baby! Yeah. One of our favorite authors. One of our favorite TV personalities, Tan France, just a few days ago, is now an American citizen. He is a Pakistani... uh, He is of Pakistani background and is a citizen of the UK and now is the citizen of the US and he's worked for it for literally 20 years and Tan I read your book cover to cover I've watched your show I've watched every single thing that you did and again I have to thank you for showing us Pete Davidson's crotch Um, (laughs) in all seriousness though Thank you for being a part of our country. Only we should post this video. It's only people like Tan that's really going to make a difference in this world by showing that this world is, uh, this country is literally made of immigrants. It's made of people from all backgrounds. California, for example, was all Mexico. So, Trump, if you want to. Uh, build a wall, you know what, go ahead and build it. But the only wall that I'm seeing right now is the wall that you had built overnight around your home. One, six, zero, zero, Black Lives Matter Plaza. Okay, so Tan Fran um, posted on his Instagram, I think this is beautiful, if you haven't already seen it. A few minutes ago, which this is obviously at a later date, I'm reading this, I officially became a U.S. citizen. For me, this is monumental. It's something I've been working towards for literally 20 years, which makes this all the more emotional. And now I will exercise my constitutional right as an American. Today I will register to vote and vote for the change I wish to see in our capitalized O-U-R nation. So go on, snaps to you. And just to bring it back for about a minute, I just want to say that I thank everybody for signing the petitions that uh, incarcerated for the time being and hopefully forever. Uh, The people that killed Ahmad, the people that killed George Floyd, they're behind bars right now. And that's all because of our support, unity, and perseverance to the idea that all people are created equal. I also want to mention, because we are still in the month of June, June election dates, June 23rd, New York, Kentucky, Virginia, June 30th, Colorado, Utah, Oklahoma. And everybody in every single state, please do uh, fight for the right to mail by vote because a lot of people in the voting just yesterday, Gina, uh, they weren't able to vote because there was long lines, the systems got backed up. We were lucky two months ago in California to be able to be given the uh, The right mail, uh, the vote by ballot. Mm -hmm. 
right? And I feel like everybody should be given that same right. Uh, I cast my vote a week before everything was due, and everybody should be able to have their voice heard. And your voice is the only thing that's going to be heard this coming November. So get out there and vote and be about something. Yeah, just in the wise words of gay icon Shea Coulee, vote, bitch. Thank you. Um, so Queer Eye. That was, that was not a graceful transition, <laughs> but... Uh, but since we're on the topic of We're on the Tana, topic. We have a diverse cast of all queer people... White people, French people, African American, as well as Pakistani Americans. Mm -hmm. We have Queer Eye. Honestly, Gina, I haven't watched an episode in the past at least six months, but I know that there is. Well, there's a new season out, and it dropped the same day as 13 Reasons Why, um, the last and final season, season four, but. I just watched one specific episode recently. Usually I'll just kind of like go in order um, of like one to six or however many episodes are out in a season, but I kind of like glazed through them. And the one that really spoke to me is there was this episode that focused directly on this like gym tan laundry guy from the Jersey Shore, which is where listeners my like parents are from I was not raised in Jersey but that's like where my mom and dad were born and raised and lived for basically like half of their life until they moved to California and it was honestly amazing in the beginning I was like why would anyone nominate someone who's already like in good like from what it seems physical health um has a great job has a home, um, but then, like, you just find out these little, like, Easter eggs throughout the entire episode, and sometimes it's not about that outer appearance, because most of these, like, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy episodes are about, you know, like, really becoming confident in who you are, and which is, like, a haircut, or, you know, finding that strength within, but um, this episode about the Jersey Shore was amazing because this guy from, like, looking at him from first glance, you're like, wow, he's confident. But then learning about him and watching, like, his growth, you realize that just because you seem physically fit doesn't mean, like, your mental fit game is on point. So highly recommend watching the new season of Queer Eye. And, Yeah. I know you haven't watched any yet, Rye, but you definitely have to start up in your Netflix game. <laughs> no, my Netflix... His Netflix name is not on point, you guys. He's like, oh, I'm going to add that to my list in my queue. And it's like... No, 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 no. No, you need to be about it, Ryan. No, my Netflix watch is on point. My list is so extensive. It's so expensive. You should make time for Queer Eyes, all I have to say. You should up them to the top of the list. You know what? I'm I'm going to, especially because one of my favorite shows has one of the OG Queer Eyes on the judging panel, RuPaul's Drag Race. Of course, Carson Kressley. Um, The thing that I have appreciated about Queer Eye over the past year is even though I haven't seen episodes, I've seen several clips, and all of the clips remain true to, I feel like, what our message is, which is, be you, be buzzing. Yes. Just vibe. On that note, we will see you after just a brief segment of advertisements narrated by whom... And mind you guys, it's season five, Queer Eye. Already? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like it just came out, what, like two years ago, the first season? Well, it's here, and it's here to stay. It's here, we're queer. Also, hashtag BLM. Hashtag justice for all black lives.
We'll be right back after this message. In honor of Breonna Taylor, please immediately go to thelovelandandfoundation.org. That's thelovelandfoundation.org. In Taylor's honor, donate to the Love Land Foundation, an organization that aims to prioritize access, opportunity, and validation for young Black women and girls across this country. The Loveland Foundation is committed to showing up for communities of color in unique and powerful ways with a particular focus on black women and girls. The resources and initiatives are both collaborative and prioritize opportunity, access, validation, and healing. We are becoming the ones we've been waiting for. The Loveland Foundation, donate today. Don't wait, donate today. Thelovelandfoundation.org and we are back. It's Ryan again. And Gina. And we have... The guest, Corey. Corey, thank you for joining <laughs> us. I want to ask no you, <laughs> as we go into part two, of course, in true Bees Buzz fashion, we are going to uh, recommend things for you guys to listen to that are not of specific TV origins, but things that will keep you entertained. So I want to ask Corey, what's made you buzz over the past few weeks that you want to recommend everybody to listen to? I mean, honestly, there's so much content out there that so many things makes my bees buzz and my my wings flutter that it's Hell just yeah. it's insane. I'm, honestly, just today is something that it's almost like a documentary. You can listen to a podcast and have no interest in a certain artist, but you can be sucked in by how articulate and their life story and how inspirational they are. And today was uh, on Joe Rogan's podcast I listened to. And if you caught me last week, I would actually have something else that I was inspired by. But like Joe Rogan just had a podcast about... This guy, Ronald Coleman, that was like an eight-time, uh, not Olympian, uh, what would you call, basically weightlifting champion, a.k.a. what Arnold Schwarzenegger. A strong man. Strong man. Uh, Mr. Olympia. And uh, this guy put everything that he ever had into weightlifting so much that every vertebrae in his back is broken. Oh my God. His hips are broken and he showed up on the show and I saw on Twitter because I'm a Twitter follower like, Hey, click on interview. It's an amazing podcast. And it's him and Joe Rogan. And there's an actual, um, there's an actual wheelchair next to him basically. So he cannot walk anymore. Yeah. But when I was in high school in 2005, he was the most insane specimen of human that anyone's ever seen before. Hashtag steroids so possibly. Okay. Um, no, but this guy was just like an amazing specimen. What's his name? Ronnie Coleman. Ronnie or Ronald Coleman? Ronnie Coleman. Okay. Left waiting. He was in he, movies too? No. He was a police officer. This guy was like just like such a humble dude. He literally like went to college. He was trying to get into like law school or something like that. And there is a film <laughs> titled Ronnie Coleman, the King, that documents Coleman's journey from a simple country upbringing spent fishing and playing vicious sports to his domination of the bodybuilding world and ultimately being left crippled and having to relearn how to walk every year after several spine oh fusions, disc decompressions, and hip replacements. So he's one of the greatest bodybuilders of all time. Correct. Yeah. And, um... And, and Rogan, it's not like they're he, – he really enjoys fitness, but I've never heard an actual bodybuilder of his uh, of his sort, like, to be on the show. And that and to do it to an extreme level that makes you want to continue after injury. Oh, he yeah. does have a Netflix special. I listened to it while I was folding laundry for my, my uh, future wife, Gina. <laughs> Literally, not, not too long ago, he was like, hey, I was like in like high school, almost like a professional, and I blew out a disc in my back, and he was like, well, if you're a professional or whatever, you have to keep going. And he just kept going, and he he was such a specimen that he didn't even know that he had, he had the potential 
to be the best. And he, he became the world champion, and then he was like, maybe I should, like, do this as a profession. <laughs> like, yeah, literally, he was on the top of the world and then realized, well, maybe I should just really do this because, like, it came so easy to him. And then he is literally in every workout magazine that anyone's ever looked at at your local Walgreens or Payless or all that type of shit. <laughs> when you want to, like, work out and get ripped, this guy was, like, Go to literally... Payless for your sneaker. <laughs> not Payless, not Payless. Walgreens or whatever. And he's know? the real deal when it comes to a cover artist. He's not the next Playboy centerfold being on the cover of Fitness Magazine. He yeah. is actually working his body out. Yeah, but also, I'm just, I just learned this. Um, he's working his body out, but... Most of his career, he was an actual police officer on the side. Wait, really? What? He wasn't. He wasn't. When you're when you're really like like pumping iron and, and you're a professional weightlifter, a lot of these guys, you know, most likely twenty years ago, they had other other jobs, and then they put like you know another great amount of time working out. But he was just like a freak, though. He was from New Orleans, not New Orleans, but Louisiana, small town. And he literally said that he got into really working out hard and going to these shows because a guy at his gym was like, hey, man, if you uh, if you enter this show, we'll give you a free mem- membership to the gym. And he was like, okay, cool. And he just went and just, like, kicked ass and did really good. And it just propelled him to uh, his legacy, you know. If so. someone gave you a free pass to 24 hours down the street, would you take it for a show? Well, I mean, Gina, like, usually, usually I say this like this. Call me, like, call me Thor. Call me maybe. If people pay me to work out, I'd be out there every day, son. Come on now. Um, I'm reading this article that says every surgery that he did was between three to 500,000. The last three surgeries he had, which this was an old article, cost him almost $2 million. Yeah, I mean, this Whoa. guy, this guy literally, think about it. When you when you are bench pressing, squat lifting, you're doing all these different things, and all that weight is on your spine. But this guy loved it. I listened to this podcast a little bit ago, and this guy was like, "I don't feel sad. I literally was like working to the be to be the best." Yeah. And now now thank goodness, hopefully technology can catch up and heal him. But he is crippled from it. But he was like, he, his his years of glory was worth it. He thinks. And, you know, I do have to say, you know, like, some people, they find a lot of success in their senior years. Ronnie is only 56 as we speak oh of him God. today. Yeah. Um, that was that was an interesting thing, yeah. Um, so how is he, like, picking himself back up post, like, being in a wheelchair and... He's know? not... Okay, he, he is not 100% crippled, but he's kind of one of those people that says... He can point to the end of a room and say, I can walk that far, and then I have to sit down. See, the that kind of musculature is okay. actually quite not healthy to no, me or attractive to me. But he said... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post this on our Instagram. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I mean... if you guys want to learn more, the Netflix show or documentary Ronnie Coleman, The King, is, is apparently out. Honestly... When I listen to the podcast, he sounds like a gentle giant, and and there is a whole stigma on stigma on meatheads and all these types of things. But when you find something you're good at, this guy said that when he was like 15, 16, 17, he was already bigger than the average bear. He was just like strong, and it was just natural. And he was on the powerlifting team, and it just kind of like took it, it took basically people that like saw him on the street. And all the all the businesses he worked at were like, hey man, you need to get into either bodybuilding or weightlifting because they were like, you are a massive dude. And I don't know, I haven't f- actually finished the podcast because I was painting my um, thing outside. Which and, and, looks and, beautiful. We'll post we'll this beautiful Corey's thing. The bees are buzzing around in the middle of the paint job, but um, you know. Our last guest also helped paint Jake. Shout out to him. We'll call he him did. later to he find did. out. How his success has gotten him through yeah, no, everyday life. We need to reconnect with Jake, too, because he, he's living his own thing, you know what I mean? And he's trying to survive out there through the pandemic and through life, so he's a good he's good people. But well, Thank you uh, so I mean, much for giving us insight into something that 
I actually had no idea about who this person was. Me either. Really, until even about literally this just until you yeah. mentioned it. Corey, I have to ask, would you like to uh, be a part of a conversation during Gina and I's next Bees Buzz? Yeah, I mean, it, I'd be It'll honored. be at a later date. I, I honestly, like, you guys were definitely on the top of the iTunes list. I saw you guys there. But, you know, everybody has their own life going on, and we're all but busy. But, I mean, it's a privilege to be on the Thank you bus. for catching us there during the two minutes that we were there. Yes, thank you so much for joining us, too. And thank you for introducing us to Ronnie Coleman. Watch the new documentary on Netflix. Um, actually, it's not also, no, anymore. Has, I think it's he, like been out. I'd like while. to say no. It's like don't paint a book by his cover. This guy's a nice guy. No, he he might yeah, be a meathead, nice. but he's like he's like literally like if you want to be the best at what you do, you have to be hundred percent committed. And yeah. he literally let his body crumble for that. So it's kind of like sometimes, you know, um, well some of these writers will let their mind deteriorate because they just go get so dark inside there. This guy just wanted to... He put to... all his passion into it. Yeah, and now, now he's kind of paying for it on the other side, but... Also, at 24 Wait. hours, if you're listening, Corey said if you pay him to work out, he'll be there. Yeah, uh, Corey, I do have one question for you, though. The way that you say that uh, Ronnie Coleman, how everything ended up for him in his life, yeah. would you say that the same thing is comparable to the brain traumas that uh, NFL players have. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these people... Ronnie Coleman made his... He didn't, he, there wasn't a whole lot of, like, family... He's not talking about supporting his family. He was kind of just talking about being the best of the best. But a lot of these football players that come up from the struggle and come up from poverty, and there's not an easy way out, and you can pick up a couple of really good paychecks that can buy you a house, buy your parents a house, buy a car, and possibly CTE is down the line. I think that they kind of come through the same predicament. I think that, like, uh, there's a lot of people that, like, your body can only go so far. It can take you so far. Mm. But when you're naturally gifted, maybe, you know, you're an athlete, that gets beat up with your sport, a boxer. A lot of boxers, a long time ago, you know, you have your George Foremans and Muhammad Ali's. These guys came from the inner city, and they were like, I'm going to talk with my two hands, you know what I mean? But they got their face, sma face smashed in, and uh, that's a lot of ways to get you out of there. Um, a lot of times in sports nowadays, it might be from the inner city, and there might be an actual... Um, ratio of more african-american people that are coming from that area but it's just kind of like it's interesting to see how um these genetics and athletic paralysis can help people be successful and it's awesome wow i would say you're thank the next you, joe rogan <laughs> thank you for that that was beautiful babe I'm actually... Let's still go to school, kids. <laughs> I'm actually, actually... I, I want to watch every single thing about him right now. And also, there's... I told you he's a police about, officer, too, as he was yeah. at the McTraining. It's, it's pretty crazy. Is there a, like, good UFC documentary, or is there someone specific that you follow that listeners mm. would find interesting? There's a lot of really cool stories in the UFC of just, like... And boxing, too, that are just, like, people that came from the struggle... Especially back in the 60s and 70s, a lot of the most famous boxers ever were just, like, literally just, you know, from nothing. And they, and they just kind of boxed their way to greatness, made a lot of money, but, you know, you get your head beat in, and some, some of them are very sad stories. So, you know, that's that, that'll be another podcast. And, uh, in we general, hope to see you on it. Yeah. Ronald Coleman, though. Yes. It's like this. This guy fucking was talking about how he knew his body was breaking down and he still loved working out. He can feel it breaking down and just kind of was just like, it's for the love of it, but it made him world famous. Well, there you have it, fellow Bees Buzz listeners. That is our official fan recommendation of by. what to watch. Corey, Corey Lynn, we love you. <laughs> Until next time. Hey, guys, what's that Easy Bake Oven coming up? <laughs> <laughs>
Hey. Uh, you'll have to subscribe to our Patreon. Only it's four dollars a month. month. Is that what they call a spoiler in the business? <laughs> See. <laughs> Love you. That was my um, fiance, everyone. Yeah, Corey, no that's last Mr. Name. Corey Lynn. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm did, actually very intrigued by this story. Me too, actually. <laughs> um, I honestly didn't know what he was gonna say. So I'm, I'm just like, going to go ahead and let and let the flower family continue with their buzzing. Oh, and yes. Gina. What's your bees buzz? So I have two, okay. only because I've been watching so much. TV in a good way because, like I said earlier, 13 Reasons Why and Queer Eye dropped um, new seasons at the same time. But 13 Reasons Why, the final season, season four, dropped. And I think that 13 Reasons Why, like, definitely um, lost its edge and its momentum after season one. Ryan, have you ever seen any episodes of 13 Reasons Why? I watched most of the first season, but I was highly intrigued by uh, several articles that showed where the bench would be as it's looking at the Carquinas Bridge, which is... Oh, yeah, Ryan and I almost were extras in... (laughs) And 13 Reasons Why. Uh, We... It there was, was a casting call. It for was Crockett. filmed everything in the at least the first season was filmed like Crockett, within California. thirty minutes of us driving. And Gina and I frequently walk the bridge that was featured as Hannah and what's his name is sitting on the bench looking at the Cartoonist yes. Bridge. Um oh Hannah. Um so all I have to say is the final season it actually did not disappoint me, um, but it also had many themes that are prevalent for right now. Um, there was a lot of like inappropriate police brutality in schools and of those with, you know, those of color, those that are of mon- minority, those that are maybe not like clean cut all American jocks. And I, feel like just like Hollywood and a lot of, and Euphoria and a lot of the other shows that we've touched on throughout um, the last few episodes, I feel like this final season really just showed that like, yeah, these are characters in high school and these actors are definitely like our age too, but like this is what's happening people, like it's time to wake up and realize that like shows like 13 Reasons Why and I mean, this is actually a very, it's like euphoria. It's very graphic. It's very real. It's very in your face. It's very, they like even do like a PSA beforehand, like, because it's very, like it, it touches on subjects that aren't just your normal, like, oh, I can't wait to watch this series because it's so heartwarming. It's like, right. no, like we are diving deep into. I can't wait to watch this because oh, of yeah. how wrong it is. Yeah, it's so good, you guys. And it is. I will say it's cheesy. I mean, of course, it has to have a little, like, bubblegum to it. But at the same time, like, at least... And I think it's Selena Gomez, who's, like, somehow a part of the directing or writing. Oh, she's... Right? Yeah, she's involved. She's involved she's in involved. some way, shape, or form. Good for her. But it's talking about guns in schools. And it's talking about violence and racism and bad cops. Um, And it's just, like you know what, thank you for touching on, like, things that we go through day to day, these high schoolers, or of high school age, just like Euphoria, it's like, our younger generation, they are now leading this movement. Intel, Selena Gomez is an executive producer. Okay, there we go. I mean, snaps to you, Selena. I just want to be good to you. It's just like these high schoolers are now like the new generation leading these movements of peaceful protest. Totally. These type of younger generation students that they portray in 13 Reasons Why are dealing with things that their parents aren't talking about. Like, and they don't want to talk about Right now, but these people are going to be the innovators. They're, you know, honestly, somebody that we are talking about that is portrayed in the cast of 13 Reasons Why, even though they are characters, you and I are probably going to 
vote for them for president over you and I voting for each other over president because you and I probably won't ever run for president but somebody of that generation definitely is yeah and I definitely want somebody that's progressive full of love and inclusive inclusivity inclusivity thank you <laughs> if you watched our last they are episode. going to be the ones that really drive us forward i know that you have another buzz to give us yes i do so anyways long story short watch 13 reasons why if you don't watch any of the seasons just watch the last one because it's so prevalent to what we are going through well not only right now but what our fucking generations have been going through for not just this one moment of time, but for a fucking long time. And it's time for a change, and so just watch it. If it's not for you, it's not for you. But just want to say it's the final season, um, final, you know, series finale was, like, amazing to me. For you guys, let me know what you think. It might have been too bubblegum, but I thought it was, like, very top-notch and hit the mark. My second, this is completely opposite has nothing to do with anything we're going through right now, but at the same time, possibly, like, just themes of of growing up. Um, the Goldfinch on Amazon Prime. So a little backstory. It's a novel by the American author Donna Tartt, and it won the 2014 Pulitzer Prize for Fiction, among many other honors. So it's very much a coming-of-age tale. It's told in first person. So it's about a 13-year-old male who literally survives a terrorist bombing at an art museum where his mother is killed, and then it follows his life post that moment. Um, and it's very dark, but it kind of reminds me of Donnie Darko, like a cult film that, like, in time, like, as more people watch and understand, like, they will catch on and probably, like, adore It's this story. And it's not, like, one that's super positive and happy, again, like with 13 Reasons Why, but you find happiness in certain moments where this guy, like he is traumatized, but is trying to find himself in life through dealing with something really bad, um, which was the loss of his mom. And anyways, The Goldfinch, Amazon Prime, 13 Reasons Why you can find on Netflix. Check them out. Like I said, if they're not for you, that's fine, but Goldfinch is a little bit of a longer movie. It's a movie, not a series. Okay. So it's a little bit longer. Um, it's definitely like Well, that's investment. fine because on our buzz, we do what? Anything that's not related to traditional syndicated week-by-week movies. And this is... De- these two... 13 things. Reasons Why Everything is Released... At one time. All episodes yes. at one time. Similar to Hollywood, if you listen to our yes. main episode this week. Um... Goldfinch, I know that you texted me slash we okay, talked about queue. it, and it's on my queue. Well, we're like, having Ryan do Queer Eye first. <laughs> <laughs> um, as for as for my buzz, yes. so if you listen to our main episode, you know that there are two actresses that really hold near and dear to my heart. The first mm. one is Vivian Lee, mm. who was portrayed in Hollywood, and she starred in listen movies to that episode such if you as... Haven't. Yeah, listen to it. It's long, but it's good. Um, she played Scarlett O'Hara in Gone with the Wind. She played Blanche... Uh, she played Blanche Dubois in... A Streetcar Named Desire, and those two roles are roles that I would love to play, but to take it away from me, I would love to say that uh, Charlize Theron is probably, hands down, the new age Vivian Lee, in my mm, opinion. She's gorgeous. She she knows how to play people who are mental <laughs> without it being anything that is said. You just see how mental they are through their actions. If you guys aren't familiar with who Charlize Theron is, she played the Monster. evil witch in um, all of the Snow White movies starring... Uh, 
what's uh, Kristen Stewart, all of the um, but monsters where she literally was the monster evil. where she played uh, Eileen Warnos, co-starring Christina Ricci, who's within the top five of my all-time favorite actors Love. as well. She did a movie just a couple of years ago called Tully, and that is my bee's buzz, where she plays a mother of special needs children, and she is going to have another baby. And she has this baby, and then all of a sudden, this new night nanny paid for by her brother comes along, and her name is Tully. And Tully is a little bit fucked up, just like Charlize Theron's character, and she's also the Mary Poppins of the family. However, without giving too many spoilers, Mary Poppins may not be real, <laughs> but Charlize Theron's acting skills do come through throughout the entire movie, and I highly recommend that you all watch Tully, which is available for rent on Amazon and Voodoo. And they are not sponsoring us to plug them. I really not yet, anyway. Not yet. And it, even if they don't, I highly recommend that you watch Tully because it really does show a real side of postpartum depression. Being a mother of children when your husband is working, and it really goes to show why... Spoiler alert, if you're listening to our main podcast, why Charlize Theron is my tied top actress with Vivian Lee. Basically, I love any woman that can portray mental illness, but still convey a story, which I may need to tap into myself. Do you want to know what she's worth? Whom? Charlize. Charlize? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. 110 million as of February 11th, 2020. Yeah. It makes sense. She's a rock star. Lover. I mean, she's played the evil queen, Eileen Warnos. She's she was played in Bombshell, you guys. Tight. Bombshell And Mad amazing. Max. And Mad Max. Bombshell is also with Nicole Kidman and Margot Robbie. If you haven't checked it, that movie out, who don't you like? Because that is an all-star female forward cast. Um, I mean, I would eat that cast right up. Why? Uh, Margot Robbie is so beautiful. She kind of is like... No, I would eat that cast right up. Like, I would watch anything that they all do together. I was going to say, don't make me back Nicole Kidman. No, Nicole Kidman is fucking fantastic. Her portrayal of, um, of Sylvia Plath in The Hours is phenomenal. It was... I uh, Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments below, but I believe she is the only person to win Best Supporting Actress or Best Actress. I forget what she won for The Hours, but she definitely did. She, she was the person who won that award for being the least amount on screen and I don't know about that very but well. Big Little Lies Nicole B- Kidman oh Big Little Lies and uh, Nicole Kidman is also in the Goldfinch movie too work so snaps to that and we'll be right back hi guys it's me Ryan and Gina would you like to be a part of our behind the scenes experience Well, I have news for you. For $4 per month, you will have exclusive access to our Patreon content, which includes all of our Season 1 podcasts, behind-the-scenes photos, bloopers, and videos. One for every single TVB's Season 2 episode, where we might cook, we might do makeup. We might play. Who knows? The experience is all yours. 
Join now. Link in bio. We promise you will not be disappointed. New content weekly. Cheers, ya bee. Thank you so much. If you love our recommendations, then I have another recommendation for you. I would love to introduce you to a new idea. You all have eaten macaroni and cheese as children, right? Yes. What I want to recommend to you all is make the basic roux cheese sauce, but instead of using macaroni, use tortellini stuffed with anything. Ooh, that's interesting. That way you have a stuffed macaroni, a.k.a. tortellini, but... You are combining that with the cheese sauce, topping it with whatever sautéed vegetables that you'd like, and any kind of cheese sauce, and that way you have a macaroni and cheese with a little bit of extraness. I love this. See, I generally love. What about ravioli or just tortellini? Have you tried ravioli? No, use ravioli if you will, but just make the roux sauce. Add whatever protein, whether it be tempeh, scallops, Italian sausage. I don't care what you use as your protein. Saute that. Add that with your sauce. Make your cheesy roux. And if you are vegan or vegetarian out there, definitely consider using a uh, cheese alternative. Mm Mix that all together, bake it away, and then next thing you know, you have a stuffed macaroni and cheese. You heard it here. Speaking of being stuffed, um, we are stuffed to the brim with headlines, but Gina and I have each chosen a single headline that we are wanting to promote, if you will. And this is mine too. We're just literally logging on, looking at top headlines that are comedic or crazy, wild, not so much necessarily about like literally what's happening in today's society, but just something that's like off the beaten path. That's like so mind boggling that it's like, we have to talk about it. And we're going to discuss the headline and then each and we don't us, read the article, mind Respectively, you. after we talk about the headline, will tell us about the article. Okay, so mine, this is like the first one that I saw that was off the beaten path. California woman dreamed about eating engagement ring, woke up to find she really did. And I quote, I popped that sucker off, put it in my mouth, and swallowed it with a glass of water. So-and-so wrote in a Facebook post about the ordeal. And it's like, I'm sorry. Have you ever been so hungry that you needed to eat a possession that you have in front of you that might be a little costly at night before bed or during your sleep or dreamt about it? Did she, like, shit into the sieve, at least, to, like recover it you need to open up this uh you need okay to... so she thought so she woke up and thought it was a bad dream until she realized her engagement ring was not on her finger oh my god she had a history of sleepwalking soon realized that while the bad guys in the high speed train had all been her snoozing subconscious the consumption of her engagement ring was not when I woke up in the morning, there was no ring on my finger, she told Today News. I couldn't help but laugh at it, and then I had to wake my fiancé up and tell him I had swallowed my engagement ring. Jesus Christ. Um, let's see. She was taken to urgent care. Let's see. Okay, so the doctors found the engagement ring in her intestines, just beyond her stomach. Bobby finally gave my ring back this morning. I promise not to swallow it again. We're still getting married and all is right in the world. He had to do, so he had to repropose. 
I'm so grateful that everyone can laugh about it because it truly is a very funny story, she said. Is it, though? Is it funny? No, it's funny that she swallowed it, but it's even more hilarious. Should we post this? Because this is crazy. Okay, yeah, we're actually going to go ahead and post the x-ray. You guys, can please tell us, listeners, have you ever dreamt about or actually swallowed something of a high cost per possession? Personally, I have to get my wedding ring fitted right now. But that doesn't mean I'm going to swallow it whole. Ryan, what is your top headline? Please let me know if it'll top this one. I hope that it will in terms of joy. Uh, (laughs) Miss seeing drag shows. Las Vegas plays host to drive-in drag theater. Drive-in drag? So I was literally just talking to my... uh, partner Sebastian about this and I brought up that our local drive-in theater was going to do a uh, drive-in side-by-side viewing of The Wizard of Oz and the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory from the 1970s. That's cool. And that's happening this coming weekend. The uh, Oh my gosh, should we do this for your birthday? June 12th uh, J- June twelfth, something and something. It's uh, the next two Fridays. If you're in the Bay Area, go to see uh, the Wizard of Oz and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And I was saying, wouldn't that be amazing for us to see? And he said, mm, Well, we both own the movies respectively, so we could watch them here, so I don't really necessarily appreciate that. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, but... Oh, my God. I've literally gone to see, like... These drive-ins are called Dreamland Drive-Ins. I love that. I If you listen to our last episode, I've you'll understand. I've gone to see the um, Dreamland drive But is that where we are? That's, like... Okay, so they're doing it in Vegas, Los Angeles, Palm Springs, San Diego. No, no, no. City. I'm talking about the one specifically to here. Oh, no, that's like in Concord. That is in Concord. <laughs> no, These but are like more you, cooler. No, but at the end of the day, you're seeing the same content, right? So. No, you're not seeing a drive in drag show. You're no, seeing. No, no, no. I'm talking about. I'm talking about this movie. So. The Wizard of Oz and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory are both playing. And Sebastian said, no, like, we own both of those. We've seen those multiple times. Even though I've gone to see the Wizard of Oz sing-along, but did not sing along because the people next to me singing along were getting on my fucking nerves about five years ago. I was like, no, I see where you're coming from. However, I did suggest that what if there was, like, a drive-in, there's no best seat in the house, and we're all going to go watch Hamilton live? Oh, I want to see Hamilton. This is, like, the best kind of thing that I could have ever seen for you and I and Sebastian and Corey to watch. They're coming to San Francisco. Let's go into, let's drive up and watch a drag show. It's a drag show and dinner, apparently. So, uh, it's bad news for performers in big name shows like Cirque du Soleil and RuPaul's Drag Race Live featuring Evie Oddly and Vanessa Vanjie Mateo. However, people soon are going to be able to drive up and see live entertainment while remaining within COVID social restrictions. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. I think that no matter what, people need a little bit of outside entertainment that's not just filmed, but just live in the action. And I was telling Sebastian, like, how... How would that work? Would we just tune into a radio station and we hear their live feed? 
And that's something that I'm excited to see. Like, it says one of the you have main... to come an hour early to pre-show. Enjoy your culinary delights delivered right to your vehicle. Oh, I love <laughs> that. And I'm sure it's more than culinary delights, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I'm sure that there's a little bit of champs. Oh, and a little bit of dis and dad. A little bit of dis this and dad. This is fan-effantastic. Um, so that's my headline. I, I'm really excited to see Drive what... and drag, and please and do drag. not swallow your engagement ring. Yeah, never. But also, like, um... Also, what I'm looking forward to is seeing, uh, just drive-up entertainment. Um, you know, you know they're doing drive-in... Marriage license, engagements, and ceremonies currently in certain states and counties. Like, like drive up like, like a McDonald's. People will drive in to like watch a marriage take place in their car oh. or outside of it. Or I think right now we're like progressing and moving more towards not having to do that. But those that had wedding dates within this COVID um, are. But don't swallow your ring, damn it. Don't swallow your ring. You know. Oh, yeah, drive in any uh, type of like. You're going to have to like shit your ring out into a colander in order to retrieve the diamonds. Um, You know what, Gina? I want to end this entire episode on a high note. And I want to give you a little bit of a story that I've recently. Yes. Read, uh, I hope it's comedic. <laughs> So, in true TVB's fashion, we normally play a game at this time, right? Yes. Well, Uh I recently (laughs) was filtering stories that we could play, and Uh I was deeply offended. I took a story, and Gina, I, I, I just sent you the link right now. And it's entitled, This Food Quiz Will Guess Your Age with 100% Accuracy. Okay, I have it open. Go ahead and take it while I tell this story, because it is a hell of a story. I am the one that cooks for everybody. I don't care what entree, what kind of appetizer is needed. I am the one that always has it on point. Me and our friend Claire, we will always give you what you need. However, I recently took a normally trusted BuzzFeed quiz, and it is entitled Pick Some Food, and we'll guess your age with 100% accuracy. And I was told that I have the palate of a five-year-old. And to (laughs) that, I must say... (laughs) Fuck you royally. Well, I just took it and got the age of a 23-year-old, which I'm not complaining about because, boy, did I love being 23. But now, if you have dyslexia, switch those numbers around because that is my age. So my palate has grown 10 years, but BuzzFeed. Okay, well, as for me, add three years and reverse <laughs> Yeah, it's not it. so bad. And you know what? At the end of the day, I'm going to be still less than 53 or 35. But what did you do to, uh, you know, say, F you, BuzzFeed, but I'm going to do something to please my five-year-old palate? Well, you know what I did? I ordered an Easy Bake Oven. Because that's it was delivered today, you guys. And Spoiler alert for my fiance earlier. Go ahead and uh, subscribe to our Patreon because you're going to see us make some easy bake confectionaries because I have the palate of a five year old. I'm actually. But we're going to live that five year old moment out. Thanks, Bestie, because I, now we're about to be joyous in that sugar cookie. Whoopie pie. <laughs> I feel like I'm about to become the next fucking Sandra Lee, Giada De Laurentiis. I hate the both of them, Giada De Laurentiis, because she could make something as easily as spaghetti and meatballs. And she's like, we're going to be making 
a spaghetti and a meatball and then but we're going straight sugar cookie straight so. sugar cookie and then we have Ms. Uh, Sandra Lee and I'm going to link this in our bio just go ahead and read the story and watch the video of Sandra <laughs> Lee making her Kwanzaa cake. Oh, so good. They are so fucking nasty. <laughs> I hate both of them. And okay. I am offended by BuzzFeed saying that I have the palate of a five-year-old. But, you know, so. we have an ultimate oven in our living room right now. So this box says, bring out the baking star in you. So become a Patreon member, $4 a month, and you'll get to see us baking up a storm tonight. What are we baking? Whoopie pies, pretzel bites, sugar cookies, and maybe whatever we find in the refrigerator. Who knows? Tune in. Um, at the end of the day, I just have to say cheers, cheers. to you. Be and you cheers and be to buzzin'. you. Be you, be buzzing. Ta-ta!